battles in their life and new things happening. And I know that we definitely need to remember all of those who have lost loved ones recently. Um, this has been a really, really tough time for so many different families, and I know that they would appreciate the prayers. Um, I'm very thankful this morning uh, for uh, the faithfulness of this church to pray for us, to pray for one another. And um, if you are here this morning and you are visiting with us for the first time, one thing that, that we do here is we, we make you family. And when you are family, you, you get ministered to and prayed for, and, and we are so thankful for that. And, and um, you know, God has blessed us in so many different ways. Um, seriously, it's just amazing how, how faithful God has been to us. And um, we're going to look this morning at the faith of a queen. The faith of a queen. Let me give you a little bit of history real quick. If you remember last week, um, we find ourselves in the book of Esther, and we find that as we're looking into her life and into the life of God's people, that there is a man who absolutely hates them to the point that he wants to annihilate the whole people of God. Every one of them that are in his, the kingdom, he wants to kill the king of this place throws a banquet, calls for his queen. The queen refuses. And um, so it's time to find the new queen. And by the providence and hand of God, there happens to be a lady there by the name of Esther whose uh, uncle is named Mordecai. And, and he looks at her and says, listen, you you go, you be a part of this. And and we find that God puts favor upon Esther and the king uh, is overjoyed to have her as his queen, yet she does not tell him that she is an Israelite. She was told to keep that quiet. And we'll find out as we continue to unfold Esther over the next few weeks how uh, or what the reason was behind that. And what we're going to find uh, is that... Um, God is in going to use this lady, this queen, to save his people. So this morning as we look into the scripture, let us stand together and read from Esther chapter 5, and we will read just the first few verses. Now it came about on the third day that Esther put on her royal robes, and stood in the inner courtyard of the king's palace in front of the king's rooms. And the king was sitting on his royal throne in the throne room, opposite the entrance to the palace. When the king saw Esther, the queen, standing in the courtyard, she obtained favor in his sight, and the king extended to Esther the golden scepter, which was in his hand. So Esther approached and touched the top of the scepter. Then the king said to her, what is troubling you, Queen Esther, and what is your request up to half of the kingdom? It shall be given to you. Father, this morning we ask for the blessing of the reading of your word. God, open our eyes and our hearts to the fact that wherever we are and whatever we're doing, we must respond in faith. We pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So here we are, we're at a place where uh, the queen has been told that something is going to happen 
to God's people, that they're going to be annihilated, that they're going to all be killed. And she tells her uncle to go and tell all of the people to pray, to fast and pray for three days. And she and her maidservants and a lot of scholars believe that those that she put around her were actually uh, Israelites like her, but she didn't tell them who she was. And she had her maidservants as well uh, fast and pray for the same amount of time. And what we find here is, is so important. In Esther chapter 4, verse 16, she understands what could happen to her. And she says, I will go into the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. Now, a lot of us in our mind says, well, that's faith. No, that's just the beginning of faith. That is understanding the need and that there is a call to do something different, a call to do something great. Uh, A lot of you in this room have never experienced faith. Uh, You've come to church and you've done the, the singing of the songs. You've heard the preaching. But to actually live out faith, you are missing that in your life. And I'm going to tell you that as a pastor, one of the greatest things is not just whenever I get to live out faith, but when I see my own people in my own church living out faith, doing things that nobody else will do, stretching themselves beyond whatever they think that they're able, all in the name of God and doing it by faith. Um, it blesses me to know of the people that we serve here at this church. Um, folks, we have been sending, we, we sent money to a young lady that came and spoke to us recently. And that young lady, what a blessing she has been, but her name is Hannah Edwards and Hannah will be heading out on the 17th of March. Is that correct? I believe that is correct on the, somewhere on there. You're the 21st, 21st of March. And um, she's going to be heading out. And, and we gave her money for her to be used by her. And let me tell you what she did in faith with that money. She sent that money ahead to Madagascar where she's heading. And that money bought rice to feed the people. Because she is trusting that God will provide for her as she provides for those people. That's faith. That is saying, God, I trust you. I believe in what you're doing. I am, I'm absolutely trusting in what you are going to do. I think about David and, and he's there in New York and he's working and they've got everything still kind of in an uproar and could be shut down here and shut down there. But, but David is still meeting with the Yemeni refugees in New York and, and we support David. And, and I remember when David first came to me and he said, he said, brother Tom, he said, you're not going to like this. And y'all have heard me say this before, but he said, I feel like God's calling me to Baylor. And I said, David, Baylor. And he said, it's one of the best linguistic schools in the world. And you heard his testimony, how when he went to Baylor, he immediately became an RA. You don't just do that when you show up. And not only did he just did he become an RA, but God put Yemen people, Arabic-speaking people, that he was over. They wanted to learn English. He wanted to learn Arabic. And what book, do you remember what book he used to teach them English? The Bible. Is that not cool how God does that? When we step out in faith, everything, God just, the hand of providence begins to work. Now, I'll have you know that not everything is perfect because David is struggling. David is struggling. Folks, when you're locked up in a building and you're not allowed out in New York, you, you can get depressed. 
It can get tough. And so David is battling some things right now in his own, in his own life. He and his young bride, they're, they're really fighting to, to see what God has. And, and, he, and here's what he asked me to pray. He said, Brother Tom, just pray that my faith will grow. I love that. I love that. So Queen Esther realizes that there's a need, and she says, you know what? You fast and pray, and after three days, I'll go. And if I perish, I perish, but I'm going to trust God. Remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? What were their words? If those of you that don't know, go back and read it. Trust me, it's a good, good, good read in Daniel. They say this, they wouldn't bend, they wouldn't bow. And they said, we're going to throw you in to the fire furnace. They said, our God can save, but even if he chooses not to, we will not bow. That's faith. And what happened to them, by the way? They never got into the fire. God just said, no, 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 no. They were chunked in the fire. Three got put in, but how many were actually in there? Four. And they had the face of the Son of God. Isn't that awesome? Faith, that's what, it, faith, it, it, it's us living out our faith. It's, it's Esther realizing that God's people are in need. Something bad's about to happen. And she says, listen, if I die, I die. And to us, we're saying, that's faith. No, that's the beginning of faith. Listen, I know a lot of you in this room right now. I have watched you grow. I have seen your ups and downs with Christian uh, living. I, I've, I've watched where you were ready to surrender everything to God, and, and you've stood, and you've stood in this place telling people about how much God has moved on your life just to watch and see you walk away from the things God challenged you to do. Just because we're talking about the need, just because we recognize the need, folks, that's not faith yet. Let's look at what Esther does. Now, it came about on the third day that Esther put on her royal robes. For some of us, life is pretty hard right now. Some of you are facing things you never wanted to face. You, you, you dread almost every day. Just getting dressed sometimes is a task. But faith, getting ready, is recognizing who you are in Christ. Yes, life is hard. Yes, life is tough. God has allowed something to, to happen in my life that is unexpected, that, 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 that I hate. But I am a child of God. I belong to him. She puts on her royal robes. She gets herself ready. She gets dressed. She gets those on, and she's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come. Some of you, to, just to get to church today, it was an event. Just to get to church today, it, it was a struggle, but you're here. You're here. You got up, you got dressed, and you came. She puts her royal robes on because she recognizes, I'm the queen, and in order to go where I need to go, I need to look the part. I need to dress the part. There are a lot of us in this room who have dressed the part today. We look the part, but that's still not faith. That's still not faith. Y'all have heard me tell this story before. I've watched people drive into the parking lot. Husband and wife. Right? 
The car door opens. They step out. Good morning, Brother Tom. How are you? (laughs) Right? They dress the part. Everything looks right. They've shown up. They've got their, their good church clothes on. They've gotten dressed for the event. But 30 seconds before that, and it was probably over lunch, right? Because the man asked the woman, where do you want to go? Right? I don't care, honey. Where would you like to go? Sweetie, name three places and I'll pick one. No, not those three. Right? Y'all know. And ladies, we love y'all. We need y'all. But can y'all please pick a restaurant? We get dressed, we get ready, we show up. Then, just showing up. I, folks, I have literally watched this. I have watched people pull up into this church parking lot and turn around and leave because they couldn't handle whatever that was going on in their life. It's kind of like tragedy strikes. Everybody wants to come up to you and tell you, you know, some people... Can I tell you the best thing you can do when somebody's hurting? Just tell them you love them. Just tell them you love them. Don't try to fix every problem they got. And that's why a lot of people, they struggle to get in. They struggle to get back into society because something bad has happened. But here's what happens. Listen to what happens. She's got on her royal robes and stood in the inner courtyard of the king's palace in front of the king's rooms. She's taking her position. She got dressed. She knows her call. She knows what she's supposed to do. She's got her royal robes on. She looks the part. Now she's entered in. She's in that place where the king's going to see her. And by the way, she's having to trust that God is going to grab his attention because he is handling kingly business. He's not just sitting there like we have this idea that kings sit on their throne all day. The only time they would sit on their throne was whenever there was business to be done or it was pomp and circumstance, whichever one. But, but, but normally it was going to be business. And in this particular case, he's taking care of business. And so she was really not allowed to even come near him. No one was. So she is risking her neck just by showing up in the courtyard. Some of you today are risking your feelings. You're risking... A lot of things just to be here. And I'm going to tell you that God's going to recognize that. And the king was sitting on his royal throne in the throne room. God has set everything up for Esther. God is moving on her behalf. And she doesn't even recognize it yet. She doesn't realize what's happening. But she's stepping out in faith, trusting, you know what, if I die, I die. But if not, God's going to do a great thing because I've got to rescue my people. Now, remember, you're not supposed to interrupt the king, but look what happens. The king saw Esther, the queen, standing in the courtyard. Men, when you look at your wife, do you recognize how pretty she still is? king looks out there and he sees this woman who's beautiful in his eyes and God moves his heart aren't you glad that God is the one who can control the heart of man because man can't control his own heart how many of y'all found that out in life 
she obtained favor in his sight. God is moving. She, she's doing exactly as she should. Everything looks good. But folks, this still isn't faith yet. She's setting it all, God's setting it all up. She's doing all the right steps. When we get ready to go on a mission trip, it amazes me how many people, who's interested in a mission trip? Boy, all these hands go up. Then we get everything ready. We're, all right, here's what all we got to do for the mission trip. We tell everybody what all they got to do. And you ask them now, who's interested in the mission trip? And now half of those hands no longer show up because they realize, wow, that's a lot of stuff to have to do. That's a lot of stuff that's got to get done. I'm not really sure I can do that. I, I don't know that I, I'm willing to sacrifice that much. So the hands go down. And then finally, just before it's time to leave, it never fails. You always have those that back out at the last moment because they're afraid to take that step of faith and actually go. Folks, if you'll just be faithful, God can bless in ways you've never dreamed of. So she obtained favor in his sight. She's doing all the things that are set up to be done. Now listen to this. The king, the scepter, if it was not extended to her, she would not have been welcome. At any moment, you ready for this? The queen could have been killed. The queen could have lost her life simply for interrupting the king. But God has moved upon the king's heart. He extends the scepter. Things are looking good, aren't they? How many of you in this room have ever been this close, this close to following what God had for you? But then you ran. I almost followed the Lord. I almost decided to follow Jesus. I almost surrendered. She's getting close. Esther approaches. Kathy and I were called to come here. Many of you know this story. We didn't want to come here. We we had no desire to to be a part. We were scared. Kathy was hurt for a lot of things, including her husband. Things were not that great at that time. And as we came in to visit here, as y'all know, there was an omen. For those of you that have heard this story, y'all know what an omen is. We trying to find our Sunday school spot. Nobody's there to meet us, to tell us. They knew we were coming, but there was nobody here to say, hey, we're sure glad you are, you are here. We get in there and we, we go down this little hallway right over here in between these two buildings. As soon as we opened the door, there was a snake in the hallway. Yeah. My wife and I looked at each other and went, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And I got up and I preached a sermon about how a church isn't a church because of the pastor. A church is a church because of the people. And when we left, I told Kathy, they'll never call me back. As we're driving away, Megan looks over at us and says, when we move it. We just laughed and said, we're not. She said, yeah, we are. It was the faith of a child that taught us the next thing. We can get almost there. We can get oh so close to finally stepping out in faith. And then turn around and walk away. And, and I love my church. Listen, I love my church. But I have watched so many of you turn and walk away. And now you're struggling with life. Because you feel like you have failed. And I tell you what God does. God grants grace to failures. As long as you have breath, it's not too late. Victor Milam, love him. He's going to be with the Lord now. A lot of you don't know Victor's story because you didn't know Victor, but a few of us did. And Victor was a hard man when he was young. Victor would tell you he did a lot of things that he wished he'd had never done. Victor was a deacon when I came to this church, and I began to preach on salvation and preach on biblical salvation and, and talk about what a deacon was and all these different things. And Victor came to me and he said, Tom, I'm not fit to be a deacon. Do you know how hard it is for a man to come and to resign his position when he has had that position for years? But you know why he did it? He didn't do it out of shame. He did it out of faith. Because he said, I know now what salvation looks like. It took faith to step away from a title when he realized the title wasn't important. Some of you are this close, this close. So the king holds out the scepter, which was in his hand. This was a sign of acceptance, by the way. All systems go. That's still not faith. You see, it wasn't faith until Esther touched the top of the scepter. Everything can look right. Everything can line up just perfect. But until you are ready to step out in faith and do the very thing that could risk your own life, risk your own reputation, risk your job, it's not faith. You see, faith stretches us. Some of you this morning are here. You got dressed. You've been dealt a blow in life. And folks, that's half of you in this church right now. That is half of you in this church right now. You are str- Your marriages are struggling. Your families are struggling. You're struggling with your job. You're watching your grandchildren fall apart. 
Physically, you've been dealt a blow. But if you want to step out in faith this morning, just simply worship God in spite of your circumstance. In spite of what's happening in your life, worship the Lord. Right where you are, even in pain and sickness, in poverty. Remember the woman, everybody was walking through in front of Jesus, dropping in. Kind of like we have in the back these offering boxes. They would have these boxes, and they would just drop them in and drop them in and drop them in. And they were putting in all this money, and they were giving out of their wealth. And the little old lady came, and all she had was two pennies. And everybody probably looked at her and went, that's so sad. And yet Jesus said she was the most blessed. She gave more than anybody else because she gave out of her need. Folks, this morning, true worship, true faith comes out of your need. This woman needed to save her people, so she stuck her hand on the scepter. You say, boy, I wish I could be more like Esther. No, 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 stop, 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 stop. No. Don't make this about Esther. This is about God. God worked everything out for his purpose. Esther was just the one who stepped up in faith to do it. God had set her in that position for such a time as this, and she did her part. Some of you, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? Folks, if God has you here, you still have purpose. And your purpose is to share the beautiful message of Jesus Christ to those who are hurting. Bible says that God grants us comfort so that we could comfort those who have been comforted, who are in need of comfort when we, you know, we, we recognize the pain that they've gone through because we've been there. It's our job to comfort. It's our job to come alongside. And when we're faithful, listen, just like he did with Esther, God recognized the faith of Esther and moved on behalf of his people. Maybe you're here this morning because there are others who you don't even know who they are, but they're watching you. One of the most powerful things that have ever happened to me at this church happened a few years ago. I met a family that came into our church. I had no idea who these people were, no clue. And they said, we met you at a funeral. And we've been looking for a church. And you were not ashamed to share the gospel. You don't know who is watching you. You don't know who's listening to you. But if you have children, (laughs) let me tell you what. Trust me, they're watching you. When they get smart aleck, who do you think they learn that from, right? Usually the mother, but I'm telling you, one of y'all, I know, I know, one of y'all did something. It's definitely Peter. I got you. Negative, Paige. We all know you, Paige, very well. Um, So 
our children watch us. If you have grandchildren, guess what they're doing? They idolize Paul Paul and Gigi. They idolize their grandparents. If you're their favorite aunt or uncle, they're looking to see how you live. May they see you respond in your darkest hour in faith. And may you worship the Father in spite of how you feel. What has God called you to do? He called you to worship in faith. Somebody in your life needs an Esther. They just need somebody to be faithful. So finally, let's close with this thought. The altar call today is very simple. Maybe it's your first time to ever put your faith in Christ. You've gotten dressed up. You've come to the banquet. You're here. You're ready to go. But you've never put your faith in Jesus. You've sang the hymns, but you've never put your faith in Jesus. You've read the Bible, but you've never put your faith in Jesus. Today's the day. You will step out. And you will say, I don't care who sees me. I don't care what they say about me. I am going to step out for the first time ever, and I'm going to walk that aisle. I'm going to tell the world that I'm a lost person no more because I'm putting my faith in Jesus Christ. Maybe you're here, you've been coming for a long time, and you're like, man, I know this is what I need to do. I need to join here, but I don't don't know what my friends are going to say. Who cares what your friends are going to say? If you're a believer, come on down. We're ready for you. Or maybe you're here today and you say, you know what? There's been many times I've been this close to touching the scepter. This close to faith. And I've just walked away. You don't need to talk to me. You need to talk to the Father and just come to this altar and say, God, I'm tired of being this close. Give me strength in my faith to step out and be faithful. Father, we thank you that you love us. We thank you that you, God, have called us to a life of faithfulness. That doesn't mean that everything is going to be perfect. doesn't mean that my bank account is going to be full and that I'm never going to have sickness or death in my life. But what it means is that you will never leave me nor forsake me through any of those moments. And there are some here this morning, Father, who are hurting today because of illness, because of death, because of a loss of a job, because their grandchildren have never heard of you, because their kids have walked away from the faith. But Lord, today they are going to choose right where they are to simply worship you in faith. They may not be happy about all of life's circumstances, but they're going to still walk in faith. Thank you for this, Father. We pray this in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. Let's stand together.